Are you good to go? Oh, yes, ma'am. Excellent. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talk to Danielle podcast. I am your host, Danielle C. Baker. And before we get started, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow whichever channel you're watching or listening from. And of course, uh, season two is, and there's something new for, for us this year. And uh, this episode is brought to you by the Self-Esteem Doctor, the online academy. We have the wonderful Dr. Simone Alicia, who has developed uh, a whole bunch of resources to help children with uh, building up their self-esteem, their confidence, and uh, even helps with adults and teenagers as well. So be sure to have a look. I will add the information in the comments below and uh, sign up for the uh, Self-Esteem Doctor Online Academy. So today we have a very interesting topic uh, and uh, the guests that I will be introducing very soon uh, came on the podcast last year for season one. So I invite you to come and see that we were talking about bullying and he was sharing his uh, stories, um, his experiences, having been bullied uh, throughout his academic years. And we're going to take it one step further today uh, with this episode and talk about uh, what it's like to be living with epilepsy and the t- challenges that come with that and how bullying is actually connected. Uh, bullying and, and epilepsy can be connected. Uh, so we'll definitely get more into details. So I would like to introduce Carlos Kyles. Thank you so much, Carlos, for uh, for joining me. And can you share just briefly your story uh, to get us started? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, for all those that don't know me, my name is Carlos Kyles. And uh, like I have epilepsy though, I know though since like high school, even though my mom told me though that uh that I had epilepsy though all my life though, because that might have been connected though with my breathing difficulties I had though during birth though, which would make you know sense. But I had my mm-hmm. first seizure though like at home when I was in a bad argument, unfortunately though like with my uh like with my brother, and the seizure happened out of nowhere. But my burning sister though called the hospital and stuff, and I was able to get an ambulance. And when I had that seizure the first time, I wasn't used to it. So I was trying to, you know, to go to high school, though, like, you know, normally. But I felt a lot of pain in my chest. So I found out the hard way that, yeah, after you had a seizure, though, you had to, like, you know, take it easy. And, uh, of course, I eventually recovered. But I had a second seizure while I was at Jefferson Davis Community College. And it was at a basketball game in front of people. So my aunt and my cousin was able to uh, call the ambulance and I was able to get that help I need again. And I think with the first time I had a seizure, it was triggered by stress. But I learned the hard way that the second seizure was triggered by uh, hunger, by hunger. So I learned, you know, with that one that, well, if I get too stressed out or in that case, if I get too hungry, that could you know, trigger a seizure because that's also connected with the depression that I dealt with because I was going through like depression during that time to where, you know, like not only struggled with epilepsy, but uh, I was struggling with, depre- with depression so bad, I barely ate. I was literally like mm-hmm. starving myself and not taking care of myself and I didn't care. So that only contributed to the epilepsy though. That basically was another trigger though. Like if you don't even take care of yourself, that's basically another trigger in addition to, uh, you know, to stress. And I'll mm-hmm. never forget when I went to freshman, the freshman orientation at Alabama State University, I don't remember the lady's name. I wish I remember, but she was a well-known talk show host. I think her name was Chantel or something like that back in the day. 
And right. I shared a little bit about how CJ put me in the hospital and stuff. And I think some folks just looked at me or other students just looked at it like it was a joke. But I'll never forget what she said. Y'all are laughing now, but this guy might be one of your bosses. So I got a hug, though, from her, though, and got one of her books. And she just gave me a hug and just, you know, encouraged me. And this was a well-known you know, talk mm-hmm. talk to the host though, because when other students though was looking at me, and I hate to say though, but even treating my epilepsy story at that moment though like it was a joke, that was discouraging. But to have a lady like that though just prophesied over you and said that he may be one of your bosses someday, like like that, it was amazing to see, you know, somebody that saw something special in me though. When during that time, I struggled to see something special in myself though, because I'm like, me be a boss though one day, you know, shoot. <laughs> You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm still learning how to live with epilepsy and something like that. But yeah. I'm going to connect that, but I'm going to connect that to uh, something else that I'm going to explain though later. But, uh, of course, uh, I shared that and that was really encouraging. And I did my best though as a student at Alabama State University. But when you have epilepsy though, it makes it a lot harder because you got to make sure you take it, you know, like your medicine. I had to make sure I, I stayed out of trouble, of course. You know, not be triggered by stress. I had to make sure I eat and stuff, which made it rough and things like that. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. things got really frightening because uh, I was struggling, though, just to fit in on campus and with a dance team that I used to be a part of. And, of course, that was really rough, though, because I was trying to fit in. And, of course, that in itself, though, was a, uh, you know, a struggle. And, of course, I chose to be on that team. But, of course, I had to you know, of course, paid the price, though, for doing something that, okay, maybe it wasn't one of my better ideas, but, of course, I learned the hard way. But what got me out of, you know, the lion's den, as I call it during that time, was when I was in one of the academic hallways and I had a seizure and I was a couple of steps, though, like on the stairs, I was a few steps up and I just fell and wham, had a seizure all alone. And I was able to, to get up, though. But that in itself, though, was just miraculous because wow. I was alone when that happened. And it's only by the grace of God that it didn't, like, kill me. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, walked to my friends. They got me to the hospital. You know, they, you know, I came back to my friends. They were like, don't scare us like that anymore. So I was able to <laughs> get the help that I need and went home. But I'll never forget, though, when my friend said, Carlos, if you would have been a couple of steps higher, you would have been gone. And he's right, though, because... When you have a seizure and if you hit your head though on something like a concrete or something, you know, unless God intervenes, you're gone. Yeah. So like when I, you know, got home, you know, of course I recovered and everything. Cause when I had that seizure that time, it broke my jaw. And uh oh I had my goodness. To, yeah, I had to survive off of Gatorade and liquid food though for <laughs> weeks. And here's the funny part. I had to keep my sanity by watching food shows like, you know, oh. Fighting with Foods or Dinies and Dash. For some people, that might have been torture, but I was like, yeah. that's my way of keeping my sanity. Like, yeah, I'm going to eat solid foods again. <laughs> you're, you're living vicariously through these people that are eating solid food. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. And that's that's a challenge, too, because you, you kind of gave a good point. That, and a lot of people don't. Actually, you, you've made some really good points, but the feeding is not just the stress. Um and and your emotional state but it's your physiology 
you know, your physical state as well. I mean, if you've eaten properly, if you've slept properly, and you're talking about high school and college where we don't really take care of ourselves when it comes to sleep and eating. So that that's something that people don't really realize that there is an impact. And um how people are not taking it seriously. I, I really appreciate that you share that because it's still, I mean, I grew up, you know, back in the seventies and eighties where um, people thought that, you know, you needed to go to church to save yourself from epilepsy. You know, they weren't really taking it as, as a condition. Um, and it's not your fault. You know, you say your friends are saying, your friends are saying, don't do this to us again. <laughs> How are you supposed to control that, right? How are you, you, you don't have control over it. So there's a lot of stigma on that. Can you, can you kind of talk about stuff that you live with it? So you know exactly what you need to look out for. And, and you always live with that stress that you may get another one. And like you said, it could happen when you're by yourself. Uh, but people that don't have epilepsy, uh, can you share a little bit what those challenges are that we wouldn't even think about? We would take it for granted, things that we do on a day-to-day that we take for granted that you need to to, to be more careful with just to, to be on the safe side. Well, I would say, first and foremost, though, like uh, so many things you want to like watch out for is, hey, if, is that person stirred off into space or what's not? Because I say that because I noticed that when I'm dealing with many seizures, like, I will sometimes stare up into space or I will sometimes smell something fiery or see different colors. And with a mini mm. seizure, like as long as I'm taking my medicine, as long as I lay down and get something to drink and uh, cool down, though, I'm fine. But of course, that has the challenges in itself, though, because, of course, through college and throughout different parts of life, though, like if I miss, you know, my medicine, I had another seizure in 2013, had another one in 2017 when I was stressed out, though, due to, you know, church or whatever but the point behind all that though is that i really gotta watch like my stress levels or or whatever yeah. though and sometimes you just gotta watch though you know <clears throat> yeah you gotta just really watch how that person is reacting to stress though like are they staring off though or do they look like you know woozy or whatever though or they or they do they look like that you know about to fall or uh, you know things like that and overall right. though like you know, you just got to watch if that person is taking care of themselves and how, you know, it's affected them or, you know, things like that. Because uh, in a lot of cases, that uh, person with epilepsy, though, like maybe they need to do a lot more than just like rest or, uh, you know, or something like that. And sometimes you might want to act, though, hey, are they seeing a new wallet or seeing a uh, epilepsy or what's not? Are they getting the proper help or things, you know, like that? Right. Right. No, that's good to know. And, and again, things that we don't think about, but um, uh, the senses, like you said, you know, you could be smelling something or everybody's different. Everybody's reactions are different. So we can't just think that because one person is has their seizure a certain way that everybody has it the same way is very different. And I've worked with children that sometimes it would just be, you wouldn't even know that they were having such a, a, a small seizure the eyes would just roll back for maybe a few seconds and then they'd, they'd come back, but you could tell that they were disoriented. So I'm glad that you shared that. There's some, some examples of what that could look like. Um, I want to jump into, cause you're a big advocate about bullying and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you're encouraging bullying. I'm saying that you're a, you know, advocate against bullying uh, with, with your personal experiences. And uh, can you share a little bit how bullying 
um, and and triggering seizures can be connected. What what bullying? What play? You know, what part does that play into possibly triggering somebody? Well, that's a good question because, like, if the kids don't like know that this particular child have a seizure, and then when they don't like understand it or take it seriously, though, like they may mock the child or total child though by pretending they're having seizures or whatever though or they might be called like harsh names and that can right. be a trigger as well because that's connected with stress and when you add stress from bullying as well as with the stress of everyday life and trying to manage it management especially as a child though you know it may the worst and not only that though but you know still though about you know yourself because shoot when I was a student at Alabama State, I felt bad because uh, I wanted to, you know, fit in and stuff and be normal. So with a child, that's going to be even more intensified because they're going to be like, hey, I just, you know, want to be normal. I, I don't want to be, you know, picked on for something though that's, you know, beyond my control. And whether you're a college student or a child, of course, it's going to, you know, hurt your self-esteem and self, you know, confidence, especially when you get older and realize that, man, if you have epilepsy, I can't even get my license. You know, and when I'm trying to, you know, do everyday things, it just makes it like, you know, even harder. And when folks don't understand and to make it worse when they snap on you almost because they don't understand, that really makes it, you know, frustrating. So with MLC yeah. and bullying, though, like it hurts the child's, you know, confidence. They have to decide to just be, you know, normal. And in the child's mind, though, they'd be like, you know, how how in the world do I manage some though that other kids put me down? down for you know how do i get help with this right you could feel alone like you don't feel supported at all and um being bullied to begin with is uh, is hard enough as it is but to have that extra stress factor it really does pile on um from your experience having lived with it and yeah i'm sure you've you've met other people as well you did mention earlier about the celebrity the talk show host that had uh really supported you she really kind of let people snap out of it and say, hey, this is serious and this is a, a person. Um, is there anything that teachers uh, could do or that they should be on the lookout for to be able to help students with epilepsy uh, so that they can feel safe when they're at school or in class? Or is there any anything that you would uh, share with us? Oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, try to get to know the child better. And when you do, though, hey, that allows you to learn to the child, you know, triggers and you can constantly check on the child to act are you feeling okay? Are you feeling woozy? Are you feeling weird in any kind of way? Do you need to lay down? Do you need an extra snack or whatever? And just mm -hmm. even maybe to help the class to understand that you're not trying to give special treatment, but you're trying to make sure the child is, you know, oh, like, okay, because maybe they feel funny. Maybe they need to take a nap or something like that. Just get a better understanding of the child triggers and some of the best ways that you can help and you know just help them to it to help the child but you can in terms of not only make sure they're okay but if they're struggling academically because of it though like maybe try to make certain accommodations though like to help them or what's not because maybe the child needs extra study time or maybe the child needs to take their test though in a less stressful environment and just right. figure out like what's best for that child in terms of taking care of them, make sure they don't have a, you know, seizure, make sure they're taking their medicine and just, uh, you know, not only encourage that child, but to empower that, you know, em empower that, you know, that, 
that child that and they let them know that you know have absolutely to have to stop you from of course though being a kid or or doing good in the classroom yeah yeah, and that's it's it's a good point too. It's not necessarily this. Um, when I used to work in the schools as well, is is telling teachers, it's not m more work. Uh, asking, you know, taking the time, making sure that the taking the time and making sure the child is is comfortable. Uh, but to also think that if the child does get a seizure in class, that would require a lot more damage control afterwards so it's better to be preventative than to be reactive so it's it's important to get to know the child what triggers them so the child feels safe to tell the teacher if they're not feeling right and uh, they can they can help before it gets really bad uh, i did have another question about you know you you you've experienced this a lot more into your adult years uh, so we're you know what teachers could be on the lookout but when you're in the workforce when you're out there looking for a job uh, and you you do get your job you still have some stress uh involved in in the, your day-to-day -day at work you know, so can you share anything with us of um what employers could do to help support employees that uh, that have epilepsy and how they can again create that safe environment for for those employees. Hmm. Well, well, just like with the student, uh, get to know your employee, just to you know understand your like employees' triggers. You know, try to understand how they can manage. You know, like manage it, and maybe you know have that particular employee though maybe work like certain jobs or something like that, and figure out something mm -hmm. where okay, I can have them work certain jobs without interrupting. Like you know everything and things like that, and just understand though that with this particular em employee, they gotta do their best though to of course take care of themselves, make sure like they're eating and taking breaks or whatever. Like they're not asking for special treatment, but they just wanna make sure that they take care of themselves and make sure they don't get triggered by stress or anything. And just to understand yeah. that that employee is trying to work work hard. They just don't wanna you know have a seizure and scare everybody half the death on the job. Because, you know, I thought about that while I was working at, like, Burger King and um, and even at, you know, Burlington. Because with Burger King, I had some boss that was really cool, but I had one boss that thought I was being, like, lazy or whatever. But there were times where I would just stare out and stuff. And, yeah, I even hit in the fridge, though. But, you know, I will admit that, though. But I was doing that just to stay calm and stuff because I was trying my best to make sure not to have a seizure. And when I used to work at the deli, like... I did have a crazy moment where, like, I literally got cussed out on the job, had one of my fellow employees oh, just growl at me just to keep it family friendly. But I'll be real, wow. though. I, I got so ticked off that I had to leave the job because I was like, well, I got to leave because if I get too stressed or mad, I could trigger a seizure or a heart attack because my chest was hurting really badly. And it was scary. And, of course, I think I tell the truth, though. Like, I had to be the big person and leave because I can't just swing on someone because I'll go to jail. So I had no choice, like, you know, but but the lead, though. And, of course, it was really discouraging. And, of course, you, you'll have some people that say, oh, you should not have left or left your job. But, of course, I got a little frustrated because I was like, I just don't right. understand. I had to leave, though, just to, you know, just so I wouldn't do something that I, you know, would regret. And, of course, I had to leave so I wouldn't have you know like a seizure or whatever though because uh to some people though it's worth it to try to keep that particular job but in some cases it's not always worth it so that's a moment that always teach you that you gotta do what's best for you but not everything at that particular job we was at the deli was all bad because 
I heard one of the most encouraging things that my uh that one of my bosses though said, you can have epilepsy, you can have autism, you can have Asperger's. Oh, I added this one, or you even have Tourette's, but don't let it stop you from living your life. And that was so true because with that particular job, you know, and I'm connected though with getting over the bullying and rejection though. Like in 2019, you know, that's the good part because during that year, I just got a job and I was just getting over a girl that I used to like, which took me three years to get over her. And it was the same girl that I was suicidal, suicidal over mm -hmm. at one point. But I'm not now, though, because I'm in a much better place. Thanks to, of course, letting her go and going back to the church, you know, being right. at a different church, uh, working a job, hitting the gym. You know, I felt like I felt great, you know, you know, again. And uh, mm -hmm. and I'm glad she said, don't let it stop you living your life, though, because the fact that I was going to church, I was working, I was hitting the gym. I felt like I was finally living, you know, living, like right. living again. That was a, a really encouraging. 2019, though, was one of the most encouraging, like, y you know, years, though, like in my life. That's good. That's good to hear that, that, you know, you can still have um, the life that you want to build and, and to see that your employer or your, your boss at the deli was encouraging you that way to say this was a bad experience, but it doesn't mean it always has to be a bad experience. And talking about it like this and sharing your story can help a lot for people to realize the impact, uh, you know, it has and, and what you have to live through every day that we don't, we, we don't think of, you know, so it's, it's really good that you, uh, that you share that. And I, I, and I'm sorry, I was struggling to find my words there because there's another question that popped in my mind and, and I didn't kind of prepare you for this one, but I'd like to take that further. We talked about employers and what they could do to help. Uh, but what can we do to make sure that the other employees, your coworkers, uh, understand the severity? Because like you were saying, you know, if somebody is triggering you, um, the team should be able to support you in that as well and say, hey, let's let's calm down, you know, or, or just to wait before it, uh, you know, just to try to stop it before it escalates to the point where you need to walk out of your job. That, can you think of anything? And I'm kind of putting you on the spot there. Uh, uh, how could we prepare a team of people? And we can do that in schools as well. How do we prepare the, the, the students without putting the person on the spot to say, hey, what can we do to help? Uh I'll just say, like, if you're living with epilepsy, uh, one of the best ideas I can think of now is maybe just be upfront with, with your employer and let them know, like, what you're struggling with, but help them to understand that, yeah, I live with epilepsy, but I want to do my job like anybody else. I'm not asking for special treatment, and I'm definitely not asking to be a victim. I just want to do my job like, you know, anyone, yeah. you know, anyone else, and I just want to, you know, try to get whatever accommodation I can though, to make sure that not only I can do my job, but just, you know, make sure that if I'm having a seizure or whatever, though, I could lay down if I need to or leave if necessary or maybe work the least stressful, like, part of the job or whatever, because you'll meet some bosses that are cool, and let's just be real now. You And there's some, though, that's not, like, understanding, and even if you can't get that particular job, I would tell anybody, don't get, you know, discouraged, just don't be afraid to do what's best, you know, for you, though. Like, if you can get that job and make it work, awesome. If not, you know, maybe trying to find another job or maybe looking to yeah. other options, like maybe working from home or some or something like something like that, because you got a lot more people working at home. So you can consider that or maybe try to meet 
with maybe like a mentor or someone that can help you not only look for a job, but find something that best for you, though. And and of course, I'll just share I'll just share real quick that lately, though, I'm learning to work from home and I have worked from home before and it was super convenient because I can rest as long as I need to. I could, you know, go in the kitchen and eat and stuff. So not only can I work, but it makes taking part care of myself, though, a lot easy. Yeah. So maybe if this one particular job doesn't work out for you, though, look into your options. And I'll say it again. Don't be afraid to do what's, you know, what's best for you. Because it's like my boss, though, said, though, Miss Susan, like, you know, you can have epilepsy, but don't don't let it stop you from living your life. Because, again, like I had to learn that. Yeah, you got to, you know, be flexible and adjust and adapt, though. OK, maybe if I can't work a normal nine, nine to five, though, at McDonald's, maybe I can you know, work from home or get a job that'll make it a, or get a particular job that'll make it easier for me to, to take better care of myself and make sure I, you know, eat and stuff, you know, properly. And I can show the boss that, hey, again, I'm not asking for special privilege or playing the, you know, the victim. I just want to do my job to the best, though, without scaring anybody out to death. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, and that's a beautiful message that you're sending. And make sure you're taking care of yourself. I mean, yes, work is important, uh, but your health is just as important if the bonds more important so and uh working from home is a lot easier than it was five years ago so it's it's an advantage to to, to have that option um you have been working uh, like i said earlier you're this advocate against uh bullying and you're helping a lot of people um and again i will invite other people to have a look at season one i believe it's uh episode episode four where um carlos talks about his experience as long-term bullying um can you talk a little bit about the work that you do in helping uh, people overcome uh the uh, the effects of being bullied for so long um and how you can overcome that like you said there was a time where you were really in a dark place and then you came out of that surrounding yourself with the right people uh taking care of yourself and all of that. Um, can you talk a little bit more about how you support people through that? Oh, yes. Uh, like with PolySol over the years, as I've been working on the fishing and learning how to do a startup, I've been like networking with people, been hearing some really powerful bullying stories of some, you know, like, 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 you know, as well. A lot of them are tear jerkers. Like they'll just, you know, bring the emotion like out yeah. of you. But I'm, you know, working on starting a nonprofit though, and as well as a for-profit, but they'll be two separate entities or like sister companies. But in addition to that though, I got two other businesses that I'm, you know, working on, which is flexible within my schedule. Cause one is is with Amway, and I was able to set up an online shop called Neat Man Shop to where I sell uh hold on a sec, to where I sell uh, you know, products like double X vitamins and uh and energy drinks and products though that are made from all natural ingredients and plant-based you know their nice. skincare products for the ladies and all types of like soap and stuff though from like for men and women as well and they're made from some of the best like products and i'm also yeah. working on uh getting my license to sell insurance though with primerica so i'm setting up two different companies to where not only can i sell stuff for myself but i can hire people or in this case with epilepsy or people who are being bullied, though. Like, I want to set up something to where I can, you know, hire people and we can team up, like, together, though. And you can have, like, a at-home, you know, job, though, that could be, you know, flexible within your schedule. And if 
And note that a lot of people with epilepsy don't struggle to get a job. So I want to set up something to where I can, you know, give people like a job. And since it's, you know, work from home or something like that, you know, you can work from home and when I work at home, the job, it can not only build their, you know, com confidence and generate like income, you know, for right. them, but it can, you know, help accommodate like their needs. Like you're at home, you know, you can set up your own schedule and you can eat when you need to, you can rest if you need to. And if there's a problem, you can talk, you know, to me, cause Hey, you know, I'm an easygoing guy and I'm going to boss that. Like yeah. there's, if there's an issue, let's fix it. Let's not play around. And, uh, and with PolySaw, I'm working on a bullet recovery platform to where we want to help people, though, deal with and heal with bullying, you know, provide a curriculum that teach them how to shift their focus, mindset, attitude, and shift from a victim mindset to a victor mindset. And I'm also planning on coming out with a superhero book called, you know, Neat Man, maybe a, like a video game and other products, because there's a lot of ways so that I want to help people. Yeah. And if I can help people, like, provide, if I can provide opportunity through Primerica and well, do selling insurance through Primerica, which I'm still working on. And with Amway, you know, they can buy, you know, products like these that, you know, like, you know, vitamins that can help them not only with their, you know, health and help take better care of themselves, but they can even provide them a job. Yeah. And that's you. So you're, you're kind of, you're looking at the bigger picture. You're providing a really wide range of of support for people that are living through it, and I think that's uh, that's wonderful. So, uh, I'll I'll put some information about Polisol, your your company, and uh, you know people could reach out if ever they um, they uh, like to talk to you about uh, how to to work that through, and uh, especially with the support with bullying and uh, life after it, you know, how, what do I do from here? How do I take care of myself? So I think that's that's wonderful. Um, I always like to ask little questions that is a bit off topic. So I'm just wondering if you, uh, you would mind sharing something about you that people don't necessarily know about. And, uh, you know, it can be anything from a hobby, from, a, you know, something that you like to do. Uh, just something people not necessarily know, say, I, I didn't know Carlos like that or did that. Or, can you share anything uh, of the sort? Hmm. Let's see. Something like, <laughs> well, uh, so I, know you like, I, I know you like dancing. I'm sorry. I catch you off there. I know you, you mentioned that before you like dancing, but something, something that uh, nobody would know about. I don't think I tell a whole lot of people, but uh, I want, I want to learn how to, how to cook more. Like, I want to, oh, nice. you know, I want to learn to do a lot more cooking to the point where I do fusion, though, like maybe mix in like, you know, ideas from like maybe like Italian cuisines, Jamaican culture, mixing, you know, Asian food. Because I really love like, like Asian food and stuff. Yeah. But I want to I like to be creative, though. So if I can maybe mix in shoot, I hear how creative I am, like. I want to, you know, cook the kind of thing to where maybe I do a mix of tacos and uh, orange chicken with salad and rice or something like that. <gasps> oh, I actually got that, that idea, nice. though, from a trip, though, because I went on a trip to Tennessee with my with my friends and we stopped at a uh, KFC and Taco Bell restaurant and they were both combined. And that was really cool, though, because it was at a restaurant, KFC and Taco Bell combined to where it was like, wow. If I if you want to, you can order chicken nuggets and tacos if you want to. And uh and that's one thing I want to do. I really want to get more into cooking and just do more like fusion, you know, cooking and, and stuff like that. Just just be really creative though with my cooking. 
Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I actually like that idea. That's really fun. Are you uh, are you still able to hear me? Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Okay, no, I just wanted to make sure because my uh, my headset's just turned off, so I wanted to make sure that you could still hear me. Um, I think that's just such a good idea to have that fusion. I'm actually, <laughs> I like that idea with the orange chicken. That's really nice. Um, can you talk about what's coming up for you? Anything new, anything uh, new projects? Because you did talk about uh, you're getting your license to sell insurance and, and Polisol as well, but anything uh, that you're working on currently that you could share with us? Oh, yes. Uh, I did mention it earlier, but uh, well, with Amway, I got a you know online store called Neat Man Shop to where I'm going to be selling like, you know, products though that, that help you up. Uh, to help you with your health and things like that because uh that's one thing that can help a lot of people heal though from bullying though it's just focusing on their health though like if we got people that are hitting the gym though to of course work on their physical health and stuff i sell products though that help with that but it can also be an opportunity though if you want to have your own like online business that could be that can fit your like, you know, schedule and it's work from, you know, home though. Cause I especially want to, you know, reach out to people with, you know, with epilepsy and to help them to see how great an opportunity though can, can be though, if that's best for you. And same with uh, Primerica because I'm currently working on getting my license and opening up a business. And I frankly want to have a business to where I can like hire, you know, recruits, especially those that struggle with, you know, epilepsy though, and they can, sell insurance and I could just encourage Jim though and let them know that Epilepsy doesn't have to stop you from living your life and sometimes you just gotta adjust though like if you can't work at McDonald's normally you know that's okay though sometimes you gotta do something else and that might be the perfect fit like for you and I also want to again though create like more opportunity to cross out to where we're working on the bullet recovery tank and other you know products and set some other to where if other people maybe want to work maybe want to work for PolySaw or maybe like volunteer somehow. We want yeah. to do that though as, as, as well. Oh, that's great. And if anybody would like to help and support you, I do believe that you, um, they can make donations. Would you mind sharing um, what you're thing? And I'll add that to the description and the comments in the, uh, with the podcast. So if anybody would like to support you and donate, uh, they can, they can send directly to you. Yes, man. I'm sorry. I had to, you know, double check real quick. Oh, yeah. Like if if you feel like like the, you know, like the donate, uh, I got a, you know, cash app and uh, oh, no, I got to I got to double check the look at my cash app. Oh, that's OK. I can actually uh, I can add it to the comments so people will see it. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I thought I had it, too. <laughs> You had mentioned earlier, but I'll add it to the comments so people can see. So I'm just directing everybody, just check the description of uh, of this episode and look in the comments and you'll see um, you'll see Carlos's information there if you'd like to support him in this, this wonderful cause of helping people with epilepsy, uh, people recovering from bullying and, and how they can create a healthy, uh, successful life for themselves. So I think it's wonderful with the work that you do. Uh, oh, yes, I also... I also ask uh, this question. I, I believe I did ask you the on a, last year when we did the first episode, uh, and that's just because it's a question that a little girl has asked me during an interview, and I thought I'd ask everybody. Um, oh, perfect. Okay, so for your cash app, let me just double check again. 
I had it in the comments there. There we go. And I and I apologize though for the audience because like I'm a really busy man and ever since uh you know the first time I've been on here though, business has really been picking up because I'm so blessed right now that opportunities are seeking me out. That's amazing. Yeah, so for the Cash App, you're looking at the dollar sign, capital C, capital T, capital K R B. So again, I will add that to it and uh to the comments and description so people can can send it out but uh, would you mind sharing what you would think it's a question that we ask children all the time but when we ask adults some some people don't know how to answer uh what would you like to be when you grow up <laughs> well i know last time i said a superhero but uh this time around i'm gonna say a world changer <sighs> I like that. I was curious to know if it was going to be different from last year. I, that's why I love asking that question because it can change because we change and, and how things at work change as well. So I think it's wonderful. And we were just adding as well for the Venmo. It's at Kyle's 3 And again, I will um, write that information in there. So I think that's what a world changer is. Uh, the big, big shoes to to step in. So I, I know you can do it. That's for sure. You have the creativity and the energy to do it. I think it's wonderful. Um, Absolutely. And I'll just encourage anyone like, yeah, if you're seeking to be a world changer, if you're seeking to make a big difference, whether you want to uh, make a difference in the life of bully kids or epileptic kids or anything like that, though, uh, re reinvent yourself. Because before the new year came in, uh, I got him. As our friend got me involved with Primerica and things like that, and uh, he was prophesying over me, and that just, and I was just like, wow, he's right. I gotta reinvent myself though, like as a man, as a businessman, as an artist, reinvent in twenty twenty four. And with Amway, like I got awesome, you know, sponsors. Shout out to a uh, friend and Al uh, Hamilton. Like they're all about positive energy. So like. You know, in order for us to tap our full potential, you know, don't feed off of negative toxic energy, feed off yeah. of positive energy, feed off of positive energy like it's a fruit salad. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love your visuals. <laughs> There's the food fusion involved there. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. And it's an important message. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for sharing that. Um, how can people uh, follow if they want to see your progress and, and how uh, how everything develops for you? Can Is there a way that they can reach you either through email, social media, anything like that you could share? And again, I'll add that to the, the description of the... Uh, oh, the yes. Uh, like my uh, my personal email is uh, madridchina7 at uh, you know, gmail.com. And uh, I'm also on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram and my Instagram is neat underscore art. And uh, if you've got questions though about PolySaw or if you're interested in and in, uh, maybe connecting with me though about what I'm about like Primerica and about uh, like Amway, uh, you know, you can reach me through there. You know, we can, you know, chat and I'll provide more, you know, information and I would love to hear from you. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again so much, Carlos. Uh, you've shared quite a lot uh, with us and, and yeah, I will put in your email and um, social media angles as well. So people can reach you if they need to. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Is there anything, because uh, we kind of covered quite a bit, but um, I just thought maybe if something popped up uh, while we were talking, if there's anything else you'd like to add? Yes, ma'am. Like, 
when it comes to if anybody you know sort of with epilepsy, especially like students, I just want to encourage you to uh, be the best you know version of yourself. Don't let it get you down. Take proper care of yourself. And I'll tell you what uh, my friend uh, Susan told me: you can have epilepsy, you can have autism, you can even have Tourette's, but don't let it stop you from living your life. Be a diamond with a story to tell, though. By of course, living your life, best life. Take you know proper care. You know. Like, you know, of yourself and, uh, you know, and don't let nobody, you know, take your joy. Don't let no one put that fire out in your belly. Yeah, I love that. It's a beautiful message and so important to hear. So thank you again. Uh, just I could talk to you all day. It's such great uh, positive energy. And uh, that's what we need. So thank you again. And uh, anytime you want to come back on, you're always more than welcome to, to hop on. And uh, thank you again for everybody again who are watching. Don't forget to like, follow and subscribe uh, to the channel and make sure to follow uh, Carlos as well or Nick Men as you may get to know him as well and uh, until then stay safe stay awesome and we'll talk soon